Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am your host. We are back. Your boys are back. AJ, Blake is back. Dude, I listened to that back last week, and I I love that you threw that in there. It just works. It just fucking works. Anyways, uh, your boys are back. We are ready to go for another week. Uh, We have a great uh, topic tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. we got a few things to go through before we get to it. Uh, I don't want to screw around too much. I just want to just get to things, so let's just go around the panel. Let's start off, of course, with my big bro, my COO, one of the best movie guys I know, the hot shot banker. Mr. Andrew Sherry. What's up, man? How's your week? Hello. Hey 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 Week's going good. I know where uh, um, this this episode will come out after the Oscars, but I am looking forward to the Oscars this weekend. Yeah, I am not. And we can actually get it. Well, you know, when the... Uh, but when, just yeah, wanted to throw that out there. Right. Once we fire it up, we'll talk about that a little bit more. So Absolutely. Uh, but I'm looking forward to tonight, too. It's very, be very fun. We have, good we stuff. Have a fun topic. It's your boy. It's your boy over here. Your CEO. It's his topic tonight. I'm yep, excited it for it. But before we get to it again, let's go over to the social media mogul. My chief boy toy and my big bro, Daniel Sherry. What's up, man? Hey, now. You want to see me kick some ass? <laughs> I know karate, I know man. karate, man. <laughs> I love it. I love I love it. Oh, like Burt Reynolds is pissed in that part. Like, it's great. Anywho, yeah, that that is something we're going to dive deep into later. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello. But, uh, yeah, hey, it's been, a fucking, it's been a great week. Uh, looking forward to this episode. These the, Like, the movies we're going to talk about tonight are some really fucking great ones awesome movies some great performances Mm -hmm. but uh uh before we get into those we actually got a couple emails this week oh uh well we want to let you know we got a it's like a tick i can't can't stop i'm glad i started it so uh uh we'll we'll get with our new listener first we got an email from uh dwayne brock hey nice let us know he said hey guys randomly came across a podcast today and holy shit what a fucking gem oh yeah Woo! yeah he's he's Woo! completely right about that we yeah, are fucking gems uh, for a movie it. lover like myself and having sort of bented one which now i'm curious what fucking movie is Dwayne? yeah in? and you get yeah. Dwayne. if you listen again send us an email let us know what movie you're in i want to check it out so uh he says i i'm loving this tournament you are doing can't wait to hear the rest and as a side note also in the movie that i think it was uh db or db <laughs> which uh, our mumble mouth ass is gonna figure out it's dp yeah but you know that i always thought your name was db <laughs> yeah yeah you just thought i wanted dp which you're not yes. wrong yeah, um, yes. <laughs> accurate <laughs> Uh, it's an easy way to remember. <laughs> yeah, he, he brought up, uh, brought up uh, Charlie's Angels. In that was uh, 
was my boy and yours, the one and only George McFly, Crispin Glover, which he is right. Dude, Crispin Glover's role in Charlie's Angels was fucking nuts. He plays a real goddamn lunatic in it. He is a lunatic. That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, like I said, that was a point where I started to realize like Crispin Glover just is out there. Like he, he doesn't have to really try to be that He's lunatic nuts. in Charlie's Angels. So, but uh, he says, hey, thanks for an interesting show. Your newest fan. Dwayne Brock. So thank you so much, Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. I love hearing from new yeah. fans. So. Dwayne, I just want from the CEO. I just want to tell you, thank you so much for listening. Keep uh, keep sending us messages, man. Anytime you do, we will read them on the air. We have made that very clear. That's yeah. our promise to our listeners. If you send us a message, we it's will read priority. it on the air. And also, I don't know you, but I feel like you're a wonderful actor. I don't know why. Right? I just got this feeling. If he likes us, he's going to be a smart guy. So, I think Marky, yeah, yeah Marky's onto something. That name is, it's, it's like, he sounds Rock. like a fucking movie right? star, doesn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah, he could have starred next to Chest Rockwell. We'll get into later. Um, <laughs> but uh, right. we got one more email, and you're, you're not going to be surprised. Mm-hmm. But it was from uh, from Patrick. From the yeah, my yeah, my boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he emailed us and he said, "Spaceballs, <laughs> goddamn it!" Okay, just kidding. While <laughs> I have a bone to pick with one of your selections, it is not the one you were expecting. While I personally love Spaceballs, I find Tommy Boy funnier and a better movie, and would have gotten my vote as well. All right, the one I actually take issue with is Beverly Hills Cop advancing. Don't get me wrong, it's a great movie and I love it, but Harold and Kumar is just overall funnier. Hmm. From the constant use of stereotypes, yes, <laughs> which yep. are always funny unless you're a sensitive little bitch. He's right. He's, <laughs> which, he's right, yeah, absolutely right. Not wrong. To the cameo from NPH, yep. it is just a better comedy, not necessarily the better movie. Comes down to this for me. If I want to watch comedy, and those are my two options, I'm going with Roldy and Kumar all day long. Kumar, <laughs> great that? to two have you guys back. The Book of <laughs> Man. What is that? Five O's or two U's? CP, it's, it's it's funny he says it because I was thinking about that the other day, and I was thinking about that movie in as much as that, the like the side characters are fucking. I mean, yeah. between between right. again NPH between Freak Show and that guy that plays that asshole cop, like yeah. I mean, I mean, it's really it's hysterical. I don't know. He might be he might be honest. But Beverly Hills Cop is a fucking classic. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's the issue. It so. kind of ran into something mm-hmm. like Beverly Hills Cop. It got unlucky. It really did. So it happened. It happened all in that bra- like a few times in that side of the bracket. Yeah. Well, DP, thank you for the social media update. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 Bookerman did give one PS for Marky. Oh, says, sorry. Uh, PS, Marky, for fuck's sake, gayer Eddie Murphy action comedy straight. Forget about 48 hours and watch another 48 hours. Definitely funnier and better. 
quotable lines. Yeah, yeah. that is another legitimate... forty-eight hours. Really, is the funnier one. Yeah, I kind of forgot that. And that is legitimately one of the Bookerman's top five favorite movies yeah. ever. So it's much better, better, better than, than forty-eight original. hours. Oh, another forty-eight hours is way better than forty-eight hours. Interesting. Yeah, way is it funnier. Still Nick Nolte. Yep. Yeah. Nick yeah. Nolte. Yeah. It's funnier. It's. Yeah, I mean, it's cheesier. It's not. Sure. You know, the the forty hours is a little more. Um, Ah, it's, a little, it's a little yeah it's a little grimier too but yeah, uh, yeah. it leans but, more into yeah. the action action comedy and another just leans into the comedy yeah, absolutely comedy. Absolutely. some yeah. decent action in it but the comedy is really what shines through it's great yeah. eddie murphy's got some fucking banger lines in that so you you enjoy it so but speaking of marketing, all right so oh my god wow you we haven't even done it yet we I haven't know. even i know we haven't done it Holy we've talking, shit. We've been talking to this motherfucker for 10 minutes and we right? haven't even. It's we time. Haven't All right, let me step DB, out of the way. DB, I'm stepping back. DB, apparently. <laughs> Let's, very sultry, swing it on down to Charlotte. Let's talk to my boy, my director of security, my art director, the director of colored pencils, and most importantly, the sexy, handsome, smooth talking Southern gentleman, Mr. Marky Bondurant. What's up, man? Oh, you know, just hanging out with my boys, about to talk some movies. Mm, yes, sir. Same Friday night. Um, no, I'm ready for it, man. I'm excited. It's been a doozy of a week at work, so time to forget about all that and just uh, talk about some good old movies, man. This, this is when you blow off steam, brother. This is when you yeah. throw back a few drinks, you talk to your boys, we talk some right. movies, and we got a great topic tonight. Are we ready to just get into the topic? Oh, no, DP, we have a, we have a game, right? Are we playing a game oh, tonight yes, real quick? Oh, yes, let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's rock the uh, Rotten Tomatoes yeah, game. We're going to play this. Our second installment of yes, the sir. Rotten Tomatoes game. Your boy over here won round one. Let's see if I can get dethroned. The, the Rotten Tomatoes yes. Adam Carolla game? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, let, right off the bat, let's give, <sighs> give, give credit where credit's due. Uh, the Adam Carolla podcast has done this game, and it's a super fucking fun game to play. So, we're going to play it as well. So, thanks uh, to them for this awesome game. And uh, yeah, Tim won the first time we did it. And so we're going to do it again. Uh, this time, uh, so one of the movies we're going to talk about tonight that I uh, will be talking about was uh, Being John Malkovich. Great fucking film. Mm. Uh, Catherine Keener was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in the Oscars. However, uh, there was another supporting actress in that movie that I feel really deserved a nomination as well. And that was Cameron Diaz. Mm -hmm. Cameron Diaz fucking crushed in being John Malkovich. And so she didn't get the nomination. So she does get to be the subject of this week's Rotten Tomatoes game. So here we go. We got five Cameron Diaz movies. And by the way, real quick, DP motherfuckers, put your phones away. Yeah, no cheap motherfuckers. In fact, put put them somewhere you can't even reach them. I'm going to give mine to the dog. Yeah, I, right. I, I got my other side of the computer. So if I reach for it, you can see. So. AJ's looking at something off screen right now. I don't, I don't, right? I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> his, well, his laptop's got Pornhub on it, and he's using his iPad for mm-hmm. uh, our podcast. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm using my MacBook for the podcast this time around. Sorry, and your iPad for the Pornhub. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. Let, let's rock it. Here we go. We got uh, Cameron Diaz. That's actually hey. correct. Oh, we need to write it down and show it to you, right, DB? What, yeah. What are I just called you DB by accident? But <laughs> this guy, this, Dwayne Brock, is in my head. 
So yeah, the, write write them down so I know you're not cheating. But mm -hmm. I, I trust you guys not to cheat. But yeah, let's write them down anyways. Uh, you guys yeah, all write, ready? Gotta, ready. Write things down. <laughs> we <laughs> forget already? So. Hey, here we go. Movie number one. Uh, Cameron Diaz stars opposite Leonardo DiCaprio and Daniel Day-Lewis as a grifter in 1860s New York in 2002's Gangs of New York. This was, this, this was uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. I think he, he won an Academy Award for this movie. Did he not? No. That's the question. What's her character? Or nominated? Now? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, if this, if you didn't hear it last time, this is the way the game works. Uh, I will name the movie, and the guys are all going to give me their guess on what the Rotten Tomato score is. On oh, that's movie. right. Whoever is close, sorry, like, I already closest overall wins. Um, so yeah, so we're going Gangs New York. AJ, eighty-one percent. Eighty-one percent. Tim, you have. 84%. And Marky has 79%. So Gangs of New York is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at 73%. Oh, Marky. Marky takes an early lead. So how, 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 by the way, how? Son of a bitch. Right? Is that, yeah. I, I was shocked Fantastic by that score, movie. too. All right. So let's not uh, get too crazy. That's fine. All right, here Fuck we go. Yes. Movie number two. A married couple lose the sex tape they made. Oh, God. And shenanigans ensue as they try to track it down in 2014's Sex Tape with Cameron what? Diaz and Jason Siegel. Yeah. It was. Yeah, Jason Siegel. The movie is Sex Tape. Jesus. I've never even heard of this. Really, you don't I remember this one. This, yeah. So, Marky has 45%. Tim has 57%. And AJ has 49%. So, you guys are all on the rotten side, and you are correct. <laughs> Sex tape is rotten. At sixteen percent. Holy shit! Is that me again? Yeah. Nice. Wow, I'm not even fucking close. Marky, once again, the closest. I heard it was bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Right? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So here we go. Movie number three. Cameron Diaz is the voice of a princess who is locked away ah. until she is rescued Shrek. by a big green ogre and his donkey sidekick. And 2001's Shrek. Shrek number one. Dude, then. fucking Shrek rules. I love Shrek. One of my favorites. So, all right, here we go. AJ, you have 87%. Yep. Tim, 96%. One dollar, Bob. And <laughs> Marky's got 95%. Shrek Definitely certified is fresh. certified fresh. Surely. At 88%. Oh! Oh! 
Nice. There you go, AJ. Woo! I'm, losing my, I'm, I'm losing the throne tonight. Here we go. <laughs> oh, you're definitely losing one <laughs> way or the other. Oh, yeah. All right. This uh, here's one. This should be good. All right. So the, the the owner of a professional football team butts heads with her old school hard nosed coach oh, right. in 1999's Any Given Sunday. Oh, geez. This was divisive. This, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you remember that aspect of it. Yeah, this was... I fucking liked this movie. I, I liked too. it a lot. Dude, I'm the, a big the, fan. The Willie Beeman Capri. I just don't know where great. the critics came down on this. I'm going to go here. All right. So, you guys all good? AJ's got 68%. Marky's at 79 And Tim is at 75 and any given Sunday is rotten. Oh wow! No, at fifty-two percent. Fuck! Wow! Christ! Right? So AJ I, got that. I'm shocked by how low that score was. I, yeah. I mean, I get it because like it's Oliver so Stone, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. What, what did you say the score was again? Sixty-eight. Oh, it, the real one, fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two percent. Yeah. Damn. All right. And so uh, Oliver movie... Stone, Al Pacino. I was gonna say, but that was Miami Al Pacino Fox. trying to pretending to be a football coach, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good. So all right, so here we go. The last one. And it's gotta be on there because this is the movie that introduced the world to Cameron Diaz as nice. she danced with a green faced Jim Carrey Ooh. in 1994's wow. The mask. I thought it was gonna be something about Mary. I thought so too. Yeah, the well, mask. The yeah. mask. I'm not looking at Marky. Sorry, Marky. <laughs> I feel like this got I feel like this got reviewed well. Sorry, right. we've all actually uh rated it pretty close to each other without looking at it. I mean, we've all kind of turned them in at the same time and been relatively close. Yeah. So 81 to each other. All right. So Andy as 81%. Marky. 85% and Tim I feel like it's closer to TW's in my head. It's 74% and you would be right because yes it is certified fresh at 77% ah wow you oh, were wow. three movie. away I was four away <laughs> I missed that movie the other direction maybe it's just because I haven't seen it in like 20 years but I remember loving that movie Okay. All right, so you guys chat while I do the math here, and see I think who I wins. saw. Um, I think I saw the mask when I was in the hospital. Actually, it was about recently. I'm, yeah, I'm fairly, oh, I'm fairly butthurt about um about Gangs of New York having such a, a low. Uh, I feel like um, what's wrong with the movie? Um, no, not not to me. I feel like some of the reviews Ooh. felt like it was um a little bloated, like some of the reviews. In, what like time wise? AJ, I'm gonna look Maybe, up real yeah. quick. I'm gonna really real quick gonna look up what the audience thought of Gangs of New York. Okay, I had fantastic critics. I mean, well, I, critics I wise, I mean, dude, 73 from the critics, only 81 from the audience. That surprises me. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Well, Holy how much? How, it's you know, eight percent higher than. There's, there's the so many magnetic characters on there. Oh, Build Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. But then even um, 
what is uh brendan gleason's character remember he ends up like running for like some local huh. political even scene. even liam neeson he's barely in the movie but he yeah. makes a huge impact to that yeah. film yeah um and then um leo's like squad friends that are in like the dead rabbits yeah no it's a it's an excellent movie i'm a big fan of gangs in new york me too yeah big fan JDB, I'm doing math. <laughs> I'm doing math. Yes. Give me a minute. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. AJ, I got a feeling Marky has so this far one. off that it's going to take me a while to add up. Well, I forget. Well, DP, the fucking <laughs> sex tape one was ridiculous. No one has seen that movie other than morons. So, of course, we're going to be way off on that. I just figure Cameron Diaz and Jason Siegel could at least get a fucking fifty, even if even if the movie is terrible. It's still it's still it's still a good game, right? Because you got to throw a rotten one in there too, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to throw a rotten one in there. Just didn't know how rotten it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so I've rounded them up, and here we go, Tim. You were the reigning champ. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Now you you won our first game. Mm-hmm. This time, your combined score was 90. Hmm. Hey-oh. So that puts you in third place. Oh, oh shit. All right. So the second place had a score of 77, which did not quite beat Andy's score of 62. So, Marky, uh, you had second at 77. Andy J is our winner with nice. 62. Good job, AJ. We have a new Rotten Tomatoes champion. Congratulations, Thank you. Thank you. I came out of the gates really poorly the first go around, and it set me back right away. But Mm. But yeah, you you were close. I was consistent. I was consistent. Very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. You were were the tortoise. I I know a little bit about about the hair. He thought he was all (laughs) that last week. And what what the critics think of movies she's done. Yeah. (laughs) all right boys uh aj congratulations on uh the rotten tomatoes game Uh, thank you thank you you. battle back strong next time we play dp i'm interested in playing again very soon okay yeah we'll do Um, it again beautiful all right so guys uh again it's my topic this week and i think if you've listened to the last couple seasons of this show you know that i have a bit of an obsession with the academy awards it's a bit of a love-hate relationship i i definitely have found some awards that were were they, they were right, and there were some awards that were very, very wrong, and there were some been some fucking robberies in the history, that which gets me. I don't know. It gets me. Uh, I've been a student of the game of the Academy Awards for a long time. So, with the Academy Awards being this Sunday, and I know uh, it's going to be a little weird with the way we tape because we we're taping on a Friday. The Academy Awards are this Sunday, and then our episode will drop on Wednesday. So we don't know what's happening yet, but by the time you hear this, we the, the winners will have been announced. I'm sure we'll com- we can it, comment a little on it next yeah, week. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, also, and now, man, I'm so glad that insert name here won yeah. the Oscar for best movie. Right. right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you're doing all the editing, TP. Anyway, to be to be totally honest with you, I'm not sure how much uh, I will watch of the Academy Awards this year, just because I'm sure it's going to be this insufferable Hollywood nonsense. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched, if you watch the Golden Globes or I the did. fucking Emmys or the, the, oh my God, with everything that's gone on this last year, 
the the celebrity elites have become even more insufferable than they ever have before. So watching these these award ceremonies, oh, oh god, they're awful. So I probably won't watch it. I will. Um, I will look uh, the next day to see who who wins. I, I, w- I will peek from around the corner and see what is going on, but I'm not going to so sit weird. down and watch it. It's so weird them doing this shit in an empty I'm going to watch it. It's I just bizarre. I, I just like seeing that who wins, so I'll watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. I'm with thing. you, AJ. I'm gonna watch too. But so I wanted to do an Oscar theme thing tonight. One of my favorite things is always uh, the best supporting roles for for a lot of reasons. I, I love the best supporting actor and actresses. I feel like they're uh, roles that people take on that kind of um, ex- really help out a, a young career or revitalize an older career. There's a lot of great things, and, and some of them are a little bit under the radar. So what I asked the guys to do tonight and myself was to pick out a Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress nominee that was a little under the radar that maybe you don't even really remember. Not I didn't want winners. I just wanted nominees. Just a couple of nominations that you loved, an actor and an actress, that maybe people don't even really remember because they didn't win, and they were kind of in a bit of under-the-radar movies other than DP's pick, uh, Because although I love his Best Supporting Actor pick. And we will get into it. Anyways, um, so I asked the guys to pick out one each. I will say real quick about this year's um, Best Supporting Actor and Actress nominations. It's looking very strongly like Daniel Kaluuya will grab his first Oscar this year for Judas and the Black Messiah, which will make me a little sad. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I have seen Sound of Metal and Paul Racy is nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor for it. He is absolutely outstanding but i'm happy to see daniel kalu is a very very gifted young actor so it'll be nice to see him get one i think that's going to happen and also it's looking like um oh my god what is her name uh, it's the girl from minari she seems to be oh yes the one that played the grandmother uh yeah she seems to be the front runner yoon yu young yu young jung for Minari, either that it's going to be Maria Bakalova for the uh, Borat movie. Um, yeah, that those, one I feel is a little up in the air, but those, yeah. yeah, those are those are, those are the front runners. Um, it should be interesting. So th- these races are, are fun. They 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 should be really good. But yep. I want to go back in time and talk about some of our uh, our favorites, our favorite under the radar nominees. And if you guys don't mind, I- I'm going to kick it off if that's cool. You guys did with that? That's cool. All right, so. Um, I also was hoping to talk about some movies that we haven't gotten into too much. Now, I know this sounds weird, but we haven't gotten into Goodfellas too much. We talk about it here and there because it's one of everybody's favorite movies. But um, my and I want to kick it off with the ladies too. I want the ladies to go first uh, tonight. So we're going to do Best Supporting Actresses first. My pick for kind of under the radar nomination is 1990 Goodfellas. It's Lorraine Bracco who uh, plays Karen Hill, Henry Hill's uh, wife in the movie. I love her in this role. And one of my favorite things about her is her character arc. Uh, She starts off this movie as, yeah, right? She starts off this movie as this kind of innocent girl in this kind of low-key Jewish family. She meets Henry. She's kind of like, she knows. She knows from the beginning that he's into some shit. She doesn't want to come to terms with it. Remember, they're they're on that date. Well, I mean, first of all, th- she hates his guts at first, and that shit's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but then they go yeah. on that date where and they go into the... stands up to him and it's like, yeah, how yeah. dare you stand yeah. me up? Yeah. Who the fuck yeah. are you yeah, to yeah. stand me you know, up? Frankie Valley is some type of big shot like that. Oh, it's so great. And all the great dudes scene. are outside the pizza shop yeah. all laughing Ooh. at every... <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, but then awesome. they do that scene where they go through the back of the... Um, it's such a... One of those that, iconic the one shots. Shot. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Single shot. Yeah. 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 They come in the host, the host actually grabs a table and just puts it down for them and puts the tablecloth. They set Mm -hmm. it up and they, and they, they sit down and she is just like, she is so enthralled with this guy. And what I love about her and her performance throughout the movie is this guy is such a piece of shit. The whole movie he's, he's banging broads left and right the whole time through. He's, he's obviously a bad guy. But no matter what, no matter how bad he is to her, she always has his back, no matter what. At the end of the day, she always protects him. She doesn't, but like, she, again, she's innocent at the beginning. And then she starts to kind of embrace the gangster lifestyle to the point where the FBI shows up once in a while. And she's like, you boys want some coffee? Like, she's just like, she doesn't give a fuck after a while. And, and by the end, you know, she's got like the gun in her panties when the FBI shows up and she dumps the Coke down the, down the toilet. She is just such a tour de force. And she really hadn't done anything before this movie. She was in, um, she was in some movie with Tom Berenger, but she hadn't really done much. And then uh, this kind of led to her role eventually in, Sop- in Sopranos, which she got nominated for a lot yeah, of awards Dr. for, Melfi. which was, was really amazing. So um, I love Lorraine Bracco in this. Uh, DP, you seem to be busting at the seams about this. What do you think? Dude, I love, like, uh, I love her arc. Like, so, so the first time you see her yelling at Henry, it's, uh, you know, like, oh, how dare you stand me up yeah and and it just like it it progresses from there but then you see her yelling at him for cheating on her and she's like pissed at him for cheating on her and then by the end she's like yelling at him like oh please forgive me for betraying you like he just beat her down throughout this whole movie like his how shitty of a person he was with like the the girlfriends, like multiple girlfriends. And- Karen, I'm still gonna go out. <laughs> yeah, like he just beat her down throughout the movie, and the way Lorraine Bracco portrays that, like you can just see her, like, like even in her face as an actress, you see her just kind of slowly but surely just kind of get to the point where she just does whatever he fucking tells her to do and what like you know? i mean what yeah. what a couple ah, of what a couple so of good. moments with her like the moment where like he's asleep in bed and he wakes up and she's got the right. gun in his and face she got the gun in his face and the tears are just pouring down i mean what mm-hmm. a fucking unbelievable ah, performance that is oh I mean, he just good. slowly opens his eyes and yeah, yeah, yeah. barrel at his karen, face karen <laughs> i love you uh, ray leon is amazing everyone's yeah. amazing in this movie but i just i love that and i love uh when, ah. when she she goes to the girl is this the superintendent remember she's fucking hitting the you have a whore living in your building like oh, it's, it's you a have janice, a whore living janice in rossi <laughs> rossi janice rossi get your own damn husband like it's so but you're right you'd be like she's dragging fighting, the kids around right she's fighting for this guy that treats her like a pile of shit mm-hmm. and she does it i mean she's brilliant i mean aj what do uh, you think i mean she was smitten when he when he when he pistol whipped the the neighbor, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was yeah, it turned me on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and she, you know what? You know what? Lorraine Bracco does <laughs> a lot of turned narr- me on. I mean, yeah, she does a lot of narrating in the film. You know yeah, when she, that, yeah, yes, like she does a lot of the narration. Switch. So when you got Ray Liotta narrating, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's Lorraine Bracco narrating it. Like it fucking 
turns the movie. Yeah, it, it was it, it was yeah, just brilliant, brilliant, awesome. uh, brilliant um, story, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it. It was Scorsese, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the way brilliant. he put that together brilliant. was great. But I think, um, yeah, you sort of this it was parts of the movie where it's like you see it through her eyes and it's 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 uh, mm-hmm. sort of a whirlwind for her, especially at the beginning. And, uh, and and that's that's parts of the movies that really part of the movie that really pulses is those mm-hmm. scenes when when she starts to get with him the whole wedding scene yeah it's just yeah. this whole like overwhelming money yeah, yeah, yeah this overwhelming thing mm-hmm. that she she's like trying to wrap her head around and it's all just like a blur yeah. she even says that at some point yeah, um, I thought she thing. was great in it I, I we all know I mean guys here know that Goodfellas is my all-time favorite movie and mm-hmm. it's just and she you know she's incredible in it and she does a great job in a supporting role and uh and for as a you know like you were saying tw known at that point you know mm-hmm. not much and, uh, yeah and well like perfectly cast by scorsese yeah. like perfectly yeah. cast. marky you love karen hill i mean the yes i do now but the first time the first couple times i watched that movie her accent and her behavior uh, for for me was almost like an enemy in the movie like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean uh, okay like, just the that nagging accent. wife well, yeah, because yeah, she yeah. did it so well yeah and she yeah. like kind of uh you know was obviously henry hill did it to himself and the uh the character in this movie i know he's a real life person but in this the way it was portrayed in here he obviously was his own downfall, but yeah. it also like Karen, you know, he's like, God damn it, Karen. And, like yeah. fucking the shit all up. our money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, she, but cause she did such a good job and going back to uh, the narration and the script and Scorsese and this, you know, and Goodfellas, we've talked about this a, l- a little bit before and Goodfellas, all those things that he wanted to do and did in that combined and were pulled off perfectly to make such a good movie and then he tried something similar in casino and it it just didn't have the right connection point right. and that's where it, it kind of fell apart it didn't right. so, it didn't it didn't work as well right yeah right yeah so, yeah the, the performances were different the art couldn't capture different. that yeah, same yeah. magic you know it yeah. wasn't yes yeah. i yeah. agree so so guys i will tell you i went i went out today uh when i was doing my research i actually wrote down who everyone lost to just so just so we know mm-hmm. um and if I wasn't annoyed enough about um, uh, Goodfellas know losing what you're to say. Dances with Wolves, as, as much as, and then I forget who Scorsese lost to. Joe Pesci won, um, but I'm I'm a little I'm a little butthurt about Whoopi Goldberg beating but, beating Lorraine Bracco for Ghost. The, oh, the, I, the, I, yeah. I I get what you're saying, but but I think going into if I remember correctly. Um, you know, because Ghost was very feel-good movie. It was a very like well-received movie, and I think that she was the front runner going into Oscar that Oscar Sunday. He was still annoying. I, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, but and like we said, Lorraine Bracco was a virtual unknown. Not that unknowns haven't won Oscars before. Yeah, they certainly have. But you know, I, I think I think uh, yeah, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was the odds-on favorite, right. unfortunately. So I don't want to belabor the point too much because we have a lot to unpack tonight, can but I, I do love that. Yeah, yeah, TP. Yeah, can I, can I give a, like a fun fact about yeah, yeah, uh, Goodfellas and Lorraine Bracco? Uh, so 
when uh you know the scenes where they had young children like when she went and visited henry in jail and they had two little girls those two little girls were lorraine bracco's actual children yeah Yeah. with uh with who who was the with harvey keitel that's well well, one of them yeah yeah, yeah. harvey keitel is one of those girls that her name is stella cart keitel yeah, and Lorraine Bracco and Harvey Keitel had kids. I didn't. I had no idea about it until just this past week, as I was like kind of reading shit on IMDb about uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. So fucking... Scorsese really does just operate in this like tight little circle. They all very, they're in the same yeah, neighborhood. Very, or like, oh, yeah. Harvey Keitel's my friend. Hey, what do you got? Yeah. And yeah. He, you know, gave him Lorraine Bracco and he's like, oh, <laughs> all right, I'll take your kids too. And yeah. You work for me now. Right. It is this weird, tight little circle. And which, by the way, if you go through the IMDb cast list for Goodfellas, it's just littered with actual fucking gangsters from New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that they just put in the movie to keep them happy, basically. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. Go through the, go through the IMDb at Goodfellas, and check it out. Yeah. It's, oh, there's so much good whole shit. Whole bunch. Yeah, whole bunch of interesting shit on there. All right. So the thing is, we could go forever on Goodfellas. So let, yeah. let let's. I'm, I'm going to cap it, and I want to move on because we do have eight performances to go through. Yeah. And I wow. actually want to. Um, I really want to. Uh, bring the mood down right now because that's what this movie oh does. Oh boy, yep. I, so I want to kick this going. Yeah, I want to kick this one over to AJ uh for his uh her his favorite under the radar best supporting actress nominee. AJ, what do you got? So, my pick is the 2001 film In the Bedroom. Um which by the way was my favorite film of 2001. <sighs> so good. Um and it's not even close. And the supporting nominee for that film, by the way, it was nominated for three um, acting Oscars, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. Oscars total, didn't win any, unfortunately. But um, Marissa Tomei was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that. And I'll get this right out of the way. Uh, she lost to Jennifer Connelly, who uh, was in A Beautiful Mind mm-hmm. that year, which won Best Picture. I didn't see A Beautiful Mind. Jennifer Connelly's a terrific actress. Fine, whatever. But I will say, aside from like some some inconsistencies with that main accent, you know, that New England accent from Tomei, um, she was exactly what she needed to be in that film. She was a supporting actress. Yeah. She support, and don't get it twisted. Those two leads, Tom Wilkinson, Sissy Spacek, they were the stars of the show. And she supported them perfectly. And I just want to point to, to a couple of scenes that that really show her support. There's this, and it and it and it really also points to the main character. So there's a scene when um, when Matt, Dr. Matt Fowler, played by Tom Wilkinson, comes into after the the tragedy that befalls the family, the son being shot by Tomei's um, ex-husband. Um, he he walks into the store she's working in. And they have this conversation and he's, she's apologized and she's saying, I didn't lie about, you know, that to the police, all this stuff. And his, his reaction to her is, is, you know, is one of sympathy and asks how the kids are in this. It's, it's a great scene. And then later in the film, she goes to Ruth 
<laughs> to try to apologize to her. And uh, Ruth uh, responds by slapping her in the face. Really by lays the way, it in. Really and, lays it in. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, if she didn't deserve a Best Supporting Actress <laughs> Oscar for, for anything else, they did 15 takes of her slapping her in the face, by the way. Oh, shit. And they, they used the first one in the final version. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. They used the first one. So she did that to slap her the other 14 times. But hey, yeah. she did. And she took it on the chin, literally, Marissa Tomei. But I think um, she, Marissa Tomei is terrific. She's been nominated a couple of the times for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, she won for My Cousin Minnie. She is a tremendous actress. And this is one of those roles. It's an independent film. It was a, a, like a darling at Sundance. Like it was a big... Um, it was, it was, it had a lot of, it had a lot of momentum coming out of there. And this is one of those roles for Tomei where it's like out of the Hollywood spotlight, you know, um, just a, an actor's a, acting role, you know what I mean? Um, and, and the director doesn't do anything fancy with the film. It's one of those things where he just sets the camera up and lets those actors just, mm-hmm. just do it. It's more about the situation than the plot, that film. And, those two stars of that film, I, I mean, I'm talking about Tomei, but those two stars were just, they're just terrific. And the film is incredibly um, um, powerful. It sticks with you for a long time. And it's, I've seen it three or four times and it's, it, it's, it's, it has stuck with me quite a bit. And, and, and you and, and it's, it's one of the realest depictions of that, like, that all the grief and the anger and the, and the, you know, and, and the, um, that scene between Spacek and Wilkinson in the house when they're screaming at each other, they get that huge argument, but Tomei is terrific in supporting them in those roles. And I think that's what supporting actresses. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. You're like, that's the thing we, we could legitimately, I don't know if Marky's ever seen this or not, but if he hasn't, you haven't me, you and DP could literally go on for this movie. Like could do a four hour, podcast just on this movie alone that's how intricate and deep it is and everything that happens but if we're just talking about tomei she has this ability in this movie that her again i keep bringing up this character arc she has this ability to make you feel horrible for her in the beginning but fucking despise her in the end and Tom Wilkinson yeah yeah Yeah. remember Tom Wilkinson makes that comment when he's lying in bed he's like I saw a picture of her in the house she was smiling and sister was like what does that mean he's like I don't know it meant that he wanted to fucking kill her that's what I I really thought it meant yeah and that's what like and like you you don't blame her you don't blame her because it wasn't her fault but, but you blame her. It was, kind of, her it, was, it was kind of her fault. Like, yeah, it, it was, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. she got together oh. with this dude originally had a kids with him. Like, yeah, and then she led this, up to the dude. Yeah, being she killed. dates this young kid. She set this guy, like, she put him in a bad situation. She knew the situation was bad. And she mm-hmm. just, but like, she has this ability as an actress to make you feel so sorry for her despite I, of all the fucking facts that were in place. So I thought she did a great job. I love her. She did movie. a terrific job. And and she is like, she was the supporting actress in that film. Like she mm-hmm. really supported. Yeah, she set everyone up. She set, set right, up. right. Yeah. All those scenes, like that scene isn't as powerful when she gets slapped. If it's, you know, if she is, you know, she doesn't act the shit out of it. And it was brilliant you know? too, because it was that point in the movie when Ruth slapped her where I still hadn't, 
decided whether I hated her or not. Yeah. It was at the perfect point. I'm like, oh, wait, I do hate this bitch. Yeah, Ruth's totally <laughs> right. So I kind of hated Ruth too, but like I understood her. Oh my God. Again, we could, we, we should stop and maybe one night yeah, this movie, do a fucking whole. It's, it's, ooh, look, mean, it's a powerfully emotional film. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's the, the actors bring such realism to the roles and to the situation. Um, they can't, you can't help but kind of just be moved by, by everything that happens in the film. We'll do it some night. DP, any closing arguments before we move on to you? <laughs> closing arguments. Um, closing statements. All right. Well, you know, I opening got, statements. I got a bit of a transition here. So, um, there are movies where, like, the performances from the actors really enhance the movie. And I think yes. in the bedroom is one of those movies. Absolutely, hundred percent. And then there are those more. films where the film itself really enhances the performances. And I really feel like being John Malkovich mm-hmm. is a movie that made Catherine Keener's performance that much better. Yeah, because yeah, th- dude, being John Malkovich is a phenomenal film. It's one of those movies that came out right at a time, at least for me, that was like you, you kind of felt like, all right, there's there's nothing new under the sun at all. And then being John Malkovich fucking comes out and you're like, holy shit, there is some new shit out there. And this movie was so original and so fucked up. Yeah, it's like weird. It's so different weird. weird. It's weird and, and, and Keener fits the bill too. She's and, weird in it. Yes, and Catherine Keener fucking shines in this movie. Like, yeah. All right. So, uh, spoiler alert: If you've never seen Being John Malkovich, yeah. you're if you haven't, if you haven't. Hit pause. Go yeah. watch Being John Malkovich. We're fine it's with free that. on uh, Peacock. If you get Peacock, it's oh really? Down. Yeah, no, I watched it the other night. So. Well, the WWE <laughs> Network is on Peacock now, Marky. So if you want to so, watch pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah, so go watch it. Come back and listen to the rest of this. Because uh, this movie <laughs> is... It, it's fucking nuts. Like, there's... It, the characters in this movie are, are whack. Like, from uh, John Cusack's, like, puppeteer. That, so like, weird takes yeah. his crafts way too serious like dude you're a puppeteer easy and but yet he finds himself to be such an artiste with his puppeteering and like uh, and then his his wife again Cameron Diaz who hmm. Diaz we we mentioned her Diaz Diaz is it with a Z. That's a blue seek reference. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, Sorry. Yeah. but Cameron Diaz is his wife who's like obsessed with uh, rescue animals and my favorite, my favorite. She, you barely recognize her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird I, hair. It, it took a while before I realized that was Cameron Diaz. But then they have the character, the uh, like the, uh, the receptionist at the place he works that <laughs> cannot yes. understand what you are saying to her. <laughs> She's so hilarious. <laughs> Who is that bitch? She's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is so fucking crazy and like but Catherine Keener seems to be the anchor 
of this movie. If you notice, she's one of the only like kind of main characters that does not go down the tunnel. You know, every even John Malkovich himself goes down the John Malkovich tunnel. Maxine does not go down the tunnel throughout. She the never movie. goes down. She does not. She doesn't. Oh, that's right. She waits for the other people to. Ah, uh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, she, yep. she never goes down, and she has this weird, crazy shit of like, in love with the girl when she's inside John Malkovich. Yeah. And then in love with the guy when he's inside John yep. Malkovich. Like, she has this weird obsession with John Malkovich, but not actually John Malkovich. Yeah, someone playing it's someone so being inside. Up. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you have no idea what I'm talking about. If you've yeah. seen it, you get what I'm saying. It is so it's a pretty crazy. weird finish. <laughs> yeah. 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 But hey Marky, uh, you, you you had to sit out of the Mercitome. What do you think about Catherine yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh... You've seen being John Malkovich. So yeah, yeah it's been a dig in because I, I'd love to hear what you think. Well it's I wish I uh would have seen it more recently it's been a long time but i do love this movie and i used to have a copy of it on dvd and after i saw it i was telling everyone about it um i was letting people borrow it and i'd let the wrong person borrow it and i never got my copy back <laughs> of course so, um but no i i love that movie and speaking um on uh the actress that plays maxine just mm. the the way that she does like that weird or, or plays she, she'll play such a normal normal-ish character in such mm -hmm. a weird setting and just like is totally unfazed just walking through right? this world of yes, that, that everything is around exactly her is it. so bizarre and she is acting like the like nothing is weird around her right yes it's, yeah and is you know is a stunning looking person in her own right. You know, she's gorgeous, captivating yeah. smile yeah. and eyes and oh. everything. So the fact that there's a, uh, uh, what's his name? Cusack has got this ragged ponytail <laughs> yeah. and, and Diaz, like you're saying, just frazzled. They're very disheveled. Is that the right word? Disheveled, disheveled. Um, yeah. people like very just ragged. Mm -hmm. um, and she, yeah, she's just this, you know, walking very tall pretty person and the, the the script is written by or the movie is written by charlie kaufman but yeah. it was directed, directed by spike by jones, jones. Yeah. And spike jones it. is just a 24 7 acid trip everything that guy does is so mm -hmm. fucking weird balls to the wall all yeah. the time yeah. kaufman's a strange writer too and, and that's the thing the two of them together yeah 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 he's nominated for something this year too i think I, it's called i'm thinking of ending things yeah it's a netflix yeah, netflix yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking. I watched that one. I'm thinking of anything. Jesse Plemons yeah. is in it. Yeah, and uh, oh, you know, Tony Collette. You mean that? Fat that Damon? was too yes. too yes, weird indeed. for me. I've yeah, that's very typical for, uh, Sam, for Charlie Kaufman. But Sam Sam liked it, but it it uh, it was one of those things that went too over my head. Can now, I? Yeah. Can, being John Malkovich, I could grasp a little bit better. Can I have two minutes on Catherine Keener? And that's and that sure. is and that is ninety seconds more than I would last if I was on Catherine Keener. <laughs> hey right, so, anyways, hey really quick, let me just because she is. Are you she, saying that she can get it? She can fucking get it. She's oh, gorgeous. Even day. four, even forty-year-old virgin. I don't even know how old she is. That she, God, she can get it. But anyways, Big let guy. me just say what I She's love so much about her performance is that she pulls off. 
the femme fatale character type without having any type of flashy moment without having any type of like like over the like you know like crazy screaming or yelling and she dresses plain jane the entire movie yet she pulls off this like badass femme fatale with these weird like quirks she has these like kind of funny quirk and she's a total bitch but like she's so fucking like you can't get your eyes off of her. Any scene she's in, like remember the scene when they're in the hallway and the seven and a half floor and they're all crouching down, like it's all fucked up. And and John Cusack's trying to guess her name and he keeps doing this weird, <laughs> and she's just like got this like crazy, gorgeous <laughs> smile on her face. I'm like, I could not get my eyes off of her. Uh, she's amazing in she this was movie. Magnetic. She yeah. yes, she was the best character in the movie. And she fucking lost to Angelina Jolie. For the girl interrupted. interrupted. Yep. Suck a dick, Angelina Jolie. I thought that you were going to say sucks. gone in 60 seconds. Oh, fuck Dude, that. Movie. Angelina <laughs> Jolie was not even better than Cameron Diaz. No, not even didn't even get nominated. Catherine Keener was close. again nominated six years later for Capote. So she's been nominated uh, again since, which is great. She's a heck of an actress. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, being, yeah, being John, John Malkovich, a, a fantastic movie Malkovich, all around. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Yeah. Malkovich. What would happen if someone goes into their own tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, again, DP. This is a movie we could like seriously uh, do an entire episode. Yeah, about. seriously. If you're listening and you have not seen Being John Malkovich, download the Peacock app. You can watch it for free. You don't have to pay a thing. Watch Being John Malkovich. It is a phenomenal film. Oh, it is, it's, it's like nothing oh, you've ever seen before. GP. So interesting. And yeah, Can I have exactly, Marky. It is something you've never seen anything like it. Awesome. Can I can I have 60 Please. seconds to do the Go uh, for it. oh my god, he's in that? Remember you Oh my god. Oh yes. Please do. Like, I know where you're, you're going. You're a little, yeah. <laughs> Spike Jones, right? Spike Jones. I didn't realize until today. Do you know that Spike Jones is in The Wolf of Wall Street as an actor? Oh my god. God, oh. he's in that. He plays. Oh my God, mem- he was in that. Yeah, when <laughs> when when uh, Leo, who's Jordan Belfort, goes to Investor Center. Remember, like the oh yes, penny now I remember. He's the dude the that interviews stocks. him. That's Spike Jones. I couldn't. He's believe the one that. Like, ah. Yeah, he's it's the like one a, that tells him how to do penny stocks. Yeah, he's like, if you sell ten thousand dollars a stock, I will personally give you a blowjob, and I hope that happens. That's Spike Jones. <laughs> yeah. he's fucking he's hilarious. Great. Yeah, he's ah. awesome. So. So oh, actually, that. I was wrong. I thought you're going somewhere else with the. Oh my God, he was in that. Being John Malkovich, do you remember the scene with uh fucking Charlie Sheen? Oh yeah, yeah. Charlie yeah, Sheen, like John Malkovich's yeah, yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's all fucked <laughs> up. Like, that. yeah, that's normal. Yeah, he's like, that's oh funny. yeah, oh she calls you some other name, but she still wants to have sex with you. It's yeah, a dream. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream, man. AJ, you got anything on Catherine Keener being John Malkovich? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Being John Malkovich as well, same as Marky. Malkovich, but... Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Sorry, <laughs> but Sorry. I do recall um, that thing you're talking about, where she she's she just projects such such just confidence, like magnetism. Charming. Yeah, that's what I remember about her in the film so much, and uh, such a bad yeah, in such a, like a weird place. You, she, she's she's. She's, she's like an anchor of normalcy and just yeah, she's this, like standing this tall sea of bizarre. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> but I'm a, but I'm a huge I'm a huge Catherine Keener fan and <laughs> exactly and um yeah yeah girl interrupted Angelina Jolie yeah, I just thought that was a weird choice. 
ridiculous for the win. Um, I think the, I think the thing with the academy. I think the thing with the academy was being John Malkovich. Is, it's, it was too weird for them. They didn't get it. They it didn't get weird. it. They yeah. got it enough to get the nomination. Like you'll AJ, get the nomination, but you're not going to win. AJ, real quick, do you remember the guy that played the boss in that company? That older Miller, I think his name is, who owns the company there. The doctor that introduces them. The guy, the, the older guy that like he keeps or brings like, him in. Yeah, he's like he's the, he's like oh my secretary's you know like my speech impediment like sir. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the old guy, guy with the white hair at the end like invites Charlie Sheen to actually join. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's like over the next he said the Malkovich yeah. portal since the eighteen hundreds like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> AJ, that's the same actor. If you remember that episode of How I Met Your Mother, where uh, Robin is dating the older guy. And he's just like a normal looking guy, but Ted keeps seeing like an old dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the same What's up? fucking yeah. <laughs> the old guy comes over. What's up, dudes? Yeah. Give me some sugar, baby. It's <laughs> the same guy. But anyways, we gotta keep moving tonight. We got a lot to unpack. Jesus Christ. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. He I, br- I he brings so over the he brings over the jello shots. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get crazy bitches. Like, all right. So I'm sorry. We we, we gotta move tonight. I apologize. I didn't realize how robust this was. I yeah. should have just done. We're one. an hour in. We've done two movies. We got 77 to go. So we have three. No, we have three movies. Me and me and Marky about to double team something because I want Marky to talk Ooh, about. You get his... to double team something, Julian. Me? I, but, yeah, I'm it, sorry. Wait. No, no, uh, DP. I know that is literally. Step on it. Yeah, no, no, DP. I know that is literally your fantasy, is to have yeah, a I'm double team situation with me and Marky, yeah. but. Yeah, I will say, Marky, your uh, best supporting actress under the radar nominee is who? Go. It is Julianne Moore. And the film and role that I picked for her uh, nomination, best supporting actress, um, excuse me, is Boogie Nights, 1997. Hello. And she plays (laughs) the porn actress. Amber Waves. And I remember, I mean, first of all, fantastic oh, movie. Love it up and down. I think we all do. Um, and everyone in this movie just has a bunch of, there's a bunch of fun characters, a lot of fun roles. Everyone does such a good job. But uh, Julianne Moore, she stood out to me. Um, I mean, she's always, always does well. She's playing supporting actress. In she's this amazing. One. Yeah, she's a she's you know powerhouse. She's always going to do good. Um, so it's no Big surprise, fan. you know, this isn't like an under the radar underground. <laughs> I mean, anything she's in, she's going to do good, right? Hit the soundbite. Um, but that was my yeah. underrated pick of the week. <laughs> what I really liked about uh, what I really liked about her, I guess maybe more so her character and how well she was able to uh, portray this character is that she she plays this uh, uh, porn actress in this porn in the porn industry that's what the movie follows you know Dirk Diggler but her character is like this very like motherly type yep she's always mm-hmm. looking after Dirk and the other people and she's like very caring and nurturing but at the same time she's always getting yacked up on blow yeah couldn't and, take care of her own her actual she's like yes. motherly like oh you're my son now put your big dick yeah yeah it it is fucking weird the juxtaposition yes and 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 couldn't even keep custody of her own kid but she's mothering all these like porn stars the scene yeah when she's uh in the court or uh at least speaking in front of a judge yep 
and trying to get custody of her kid back. And all the father has to do is, or maybe it's just a lawyer to say that uh, she's in the porn industry and she's like, no, but it's, it's okay. It's good. And they're like, nope, not getting total, total losing proposition. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the next scene is her just get like blowing rails down again. So like she plays it oh, yeah. soft spoken, like, you know, here, you know, there, there, sweetie, like a, like nice, you know, neighbor mother. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, she's letting dudes come inside her and she's just that crazy scene with roller girl where they get, they, they're doing crazy blow in the bedroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. roller girl. I, I want be your you mom. to be my mom. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom. It was a, like mom. just a wild scene. Just like the, just the epitome of who she was. Like, just. Yeah. Yeah, that is what I loved about her is like how badly she wanted to be a mom. Yes. Yet she actually had a child she couldn't be a mother to. Right, right, right. But yet she so desperately wanted to be like tried. So and, you know, as the movie plays out, when Dirk kind of leaves and goes off on his own, Uh like everything falls apart. You know, yeah. Dirk's life falls apart. Her life falls apart. Everyone Jack's gets, life falls yeah. apart, and it, like it, they so needed each other, they had this very kind of like, you know, like a, a w- what's the word I'm looking for? Like self-reliant relationship yeah. between all of them, mm-hmm. where yeah, the, they couldn't get by without each other, mm-hmm. and when they tried. It just went to fucking hell. Yeah, so. it's probably the first film I saw Julianne Moore in, and uh, mm-hmm. really, what a first film for me to see her in. I mean, she just she was one great. of eight. Yeah, brilliant. one of. I mean, she just one of my favorite movie. films ever, Boogie Nights. I mean, yeah, mm. yeah. So you know, um, it's th- this. This wasn't a hard pick for me. Like and like I said, it wasn't like an under the under the radar pick of the week. Or, um, <laughs> you know a mystery you know she is a powerhouse she's always going to do well um this is a fantastic movie it's an interesting character it's got quite a bit of depth to it um well maybe not maybe not depth is, is the word well yeah i suppose in a way got quite a bit of depth yeah Tons yeah depth. um you know but uh once you peel it all back it's kind of clear what is her issue you see what mm-hmm. she wants but you see she's only in her own way and she conveys that so well. Yes. Um, yeah. Love her. Love her. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, she's an inherent contradiction. Like her, her whole livelihood right? is that yes. um, she is, she, she has this inclination that she wants to be this amazing mother to her daughter that she has no relationship with because she's made the decision to be a fucking porn star and do, and do like, like you said rails of blow and get yeah, massive based. amounts of blow and she's chosen that life but she wants the motherhood life and they do not mix and At and all. there's no shock that she can't make them work together that's the whole yeah. that's her, her character the entire movie is trying to make the two work together and not even coming fucking close yeah mm-hmm. I, I love her in the movie. I think she's great. Um, you know, it, to, just to be a dirty old man, which I am. So the scenes that she does with, with, with Dirk Diggler are, are, um, I, yep. I've, I've, I've gotten there with those scenes in the past. Yep. To be honest with you, they're great. Um, uh, the, the, just, you know, leave that to your imagination, deep DP. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, no, I think, I think she's amazing in the movie. I will say, um, I'm kind of at kind of a crossroads with who she lost to that year. 
Um, Basinger, yeah, LA she Confidential. Lo- she loves yeah. to get Basinger, which which I feel L.A. Confidential is one of my favorite movies of all time. I Absolutely, I've got no problem with her losing the pin. Nope. I will say this: I think L.A. Confidential is a better movie than Boogie Nights. It's again, it's one of my top ten favorite movies. I don't know. I feel like uh, Julia Moore had a lot more range in the movie than Kim Basinger had in her role. Well, I have no problem with how too, it, I think. I, I just don't. Have, I don't have any problem with how it turned out. I just. Um, I think he, I, for me, it was a coin toss, and I'm happy Kim Basinger yeah. won it. Uh, Julia Moore is fucking great. I, I think she did a great job in the movie, and and I, I love her in that role. I think oh. it was really one of her big. That was probably her breakout role. So right, and I would say there mm-hmm. were a bunch of breakout roles in that film, right? Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. John C. Riley. Yeah, he had, and, yeah. And, yeah, and I'll say one that wasn't quite a breakout role, but right. more of a return role. Thank you, DP. Maybe Burt Reynolds. Yes. Thanks, DP. Yeah. Thanks for setting me up, As brother. Jack Horner. Good teamwork. <laughs> well, thank you, DP. That does, uh, yeah, that transitions right into uh, my pick for best supporting actor under the radar nominee. We're moving into the actors now. Um, so that, like DP said, that is going to be Burt Reynolds as Jack Horner in Boogie Nights. We're doubling down on Boogie Nights, which uh, I love. It's a great movie. We've never really talked about it before. And, uh, I love him in this role. And one of the things I love so much about Burt Reynolds in this role, I'm going to like for a minute, not talk about how great the performance was, but I'm going to talk about the fact that this fucking guy wanted nothing to do with this movie. He didn't want to be in it in mm-hmm. the first place. He and fired Bert, he, his agent after he yeah, watched the he initial viewing of it. Yes. Uh, he hated Paul Thomas Anderson. He was just like, he was just like a young cunty kid. Like he hated him. Cause they, Paul uh, Thomas Anderson was only like, he threw punches at him on the set. Um, yeah, there, there's been some dispute about whether that happened or not, but either way, they were not friendly. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson was only 27. He thought of this was like all like, oh, this is brand new. And then Burt Reynolds would be like, nah, I've been doing this shit for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Burt Reynolds had actually been kind of uh, like out of the business for a little bit. Like he had done uh, like evening, like Smokey and the Bandit. He'd done Evening Shade, but like he'd been kind of non-existent for a little bit and then he got this movie and he had declined to do this movie like a half a dozen times finally agreed to do it and he was insufferable on the set the whole time it was just not and i don't know i don't know if he's religious i don't know what his issue is but he just wasn't into porn but he was so unbelievably good in this role he's amazing i was watching some scenes i i kind of fast I, i put the dvd in i was watching some scenes earlier and there's that scene where He's sitting at a table in like this diner with with Julianne Moore and Heather Graham and Mark Wahlberg, and he's talking about what he wants as a porn director, what his ultimate goal is, and that is to have this amazing movie with sex mixed in. And he was saying he wants a guy in a movie theater to to jerk off all over himself, finish but then can't leave because he has to watch the rest of the movie because it's so good. And he kind of got there in the movie, yeah. like those mm-hmm. stupid Brock Landers and fucking, uh, was it? Uh, so John Chef C. Rowley Rockwell. was, Jess Rockwell, but he was, he was, uh, what was John C. Radley's uh, Reed Rothschild? Was that his yeah, like, Reed Rothschild. name? But then they had the character names in the movie and, and yeah, it's really, um, what I, I just love, he, he's so fucking smooth in this movie. I mean, that is like the word of Burt Reynolds as Jack Horner. When you think about his character, smooth, he's just so calm and relaxed. Remember he goes in, he sees uh, uh, Dirk Diggler at the 
the the restaurant the nightclub that he's ha- drinking at and he goes into the kitchen and talks to him he's just so fucking cool like everything about him just screams i'm a fucking porn director because he's like really cool but with this little just side of sleazy and he yeah. pulls it off so perfectly i love burt reynolds in this role um i'm not sad that he lost to robin williams for goodwill hunting because that is just another level but i i really just i love him i think he's an incredible character i love that at 60 years old he got himself back on the map with this role and i just thought it was brilliant it's going you know earlier we were just talking about how uh julianne moore is a you know her motherly character is like a juxtaposition of everything that's going on around her uh, I think Burt Reynolds' character is a bit of the same, but in a different way, mm-hmm. because everyone around 100%. him is just so yacked up that they're, you know, running a hundred miles an hour, and he is just that cool, chill, yeah. laid yeah. back, you know, slow talking badass, where everyone else is just speed freaking around. Um, and it, it is crazy to think how he was so against the movie Hated bef- before, during, and after. But he did such a good job as in, as that character. Oh, phenomenal! I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's almost like in some weird way his hatred worked yeah. because, like his his character had to be a little subdued, almost like not into it too much to look. So I, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not, that not worked. I don't know. Over embellishing the character, maybe. Yeah. Oh my god! It was just God that guy. I, he's so captivating in that role. But AJ, AJ, you love Burt Reynolds in that role, don't you? Yes, I do, actually. Um, he's cool and everything until he isn't, right? Yeah. yeah. At, at the end. He's cool until until shit doesn't yeah. isn't going well for him. Hey, I know karate, man. Yeah. <laughs> shit ain't <laughs> Sorry, going that me. well for him. And that's with all of them, though. They all kind of fall apart right at the yeah. end. Right, like, right, right. You know, things fall apart. DP mentioned it earlier. Um but yeah, I love Burt Reynolds, and I feel like this movie, like top to bottom, had lots of um, inspired casting choices. But AJ, yes. real quick, you know? real, real quick, he falls apart a little too, but in a different way because yeah, in a different way, yeah, in a different he, way. He he wanted this whole cinematic great movie thing, and then he sells out and he, he puts everything on videotape. And remember, at the end, they're just sitting there and they're just like, you know, it is what it is, you know, and like he right. he eventually then, just gave but, in. You know? Right, yeah. and then the whole, but the scene in the limo when he's, you know, when they yeah, bring the guy in, yeah, that whole yeah, thing when they bring that guy in off the street, right? So that, you know, yeah, they oh, kind of stomps his face, yeah, 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 that whole thing. I mean, I just that's yeah. when things were falling apart. Right, they cut back and forth from scene to scene where, like, he's trying to make a movie with the Roller Girl and some douchebag he finds on the street. Right. And fucking Dirk is trying to rob Alfred Molina yeah. and yeah. a Chinese guy throwing yes. fucking... That's the, you know, my favorite scene. M80s the on the yeah. ground or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like Tom everybody's like, life the money, man. in a different way <laughs> is going the way they didn't want that it to That scene's amazing, go. by the way. Yeah. yeah. And then they... Once they all get back together, they realize how I, I needed you. How much they needed right. each other. Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. they all fell apart it's, without it's each sweet other. in the end. Yeah. It's it's such a weird, in a weird way. It is. Is, yeah. the, the subject matter is so fucked. But like in the characters, yeah. like have this like sweet arc of coming back to each other mm-hmm. and 
just everything they do is real fucked. You know, cocaine, murder. Which, uh, by the way, can I just say real quick? I, I, watching Boogie Nights was so fucking difficult just because, like, I, I, I don't know where to get fucking cocaine right now. So, like, <laughs> watching all these people do coke and not having a chance to get some fucking coke to do myself. I was like, this fucking sucks. I want Coke. You, you got the touch. Back in, you back got in the power. Back in 90s. So in, in, a, in, a fil- in a film full of like inspired casting choices, Reynolds was the most inspired, you know? Oh, I was going to go with the cocaine was most inspired. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just him kind of coming out of, I guess, whatever, semi- retirement or whatever i don't know you give us the tapes we go to the recording company we get your mom all right that's enough right we're going to our stuff's not our stuff's not good (laughs) all right enough all right we we gotta move on all right all right and and before i go to the next movie Mm. all right aj i need to warn you because uh dp just oh yes he just watched this all right and I don't, Mark, you've ever seen a simple plan? I have not, no. Okay, okay, oh, good. Because, boy. boys, I'm going to warn you, we're talking about the performance of Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. We can't sit here for the next four and a half hours and talk about Amazing. a simple plan because that you could with that movie. Okay. Okay, okay. sure, sure. Sorry, AJ, to steal yeah, your thunder, but I had, I had to warn you. Sure, sure. I, have AJ, tr- go ahead. I had trouble within the bedroom because I'm just. So enamored with that film. That I oh, all right. So I don't know why that happened. Yeah, AJ's uh, had trouble the in the bedroom for be fucking what forty years. That's a Sherry. That's your girlfriends have told us <laughs> you have trouble in the bedroom. We know. <laughs> Amy McLaughlin. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, yeah. Get right, get sorry, get, sorry. get the edit button right. ready. But uh, AJ, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry to blow you up on that, but I had to warn you guys because this is such an in-depth movie that AJ, please go ahead and talk about your your. Boy. I want to talk. Oh, I, I want to dive right into Sam Raimi's direction, but I shouldn't do that. Yeah, right. we can't. We can't. We're talking about performances. Sure, performances. sure. Yeah. But the 1990. Raimi, so oh, my pick boy. is All the right. 1998 film A Simple Plan, and Billy Bob Thornton was nominated for Best Supporting Actor <clears throat> Oscar for the role of Jacob. Forget the last name. Mitchell, right? It's Hank and Jacob Mitchell. Um, I, I, Hank, I'll go is, with Hank is played by by Bill Paxton, and um, anyway, so they're brothers. Oh, shit. He was in that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know he's not a great uh, actor, but he's a, he's very. Endearing. I love Bill Paxton. I, it's just he's, uh, dude, he's awesome. In that's, he's, he's kind very of what, awesome. uh, why I was on board with DP's game of oh shit, he was in that. That's Bill right. Paxton <laughs> is the king of that. Bill yeah. Pax is the lead. Weird science. Man. Yeah. He's the lead, yeah. yeah. So cool. he's the lead. You know, um, I'm not going to get into the whole plot, but it basically involves a. Um, um, I don't want to spoil it too much for Marky. Oh, anything, fuck it, spoil it. No, fuck you, Marky. Involves, fuck you. If you haven't watched it. Bill Paxton uh, and, and Billy Bob Thornton, their brothers, um, they just go out one day. It's, it's snowy, like, I think it's in Minnesota, it takes yes, place. Minnesota. It's in mm-hmm. the wintertime. Um, I'm not going to get into the fact that Sam Raimi was friends with the Cohen brothers and got tips on how to film the snow from Fargo. Right. Whatever. Sorry. You, that that Jesus, is AJ, point. you are just chopping at the bit. He did get the Cohen brothers to help him. Like, how do you shoot? And I'm trying yeah. to drum it down because a Which simple plan, awesome like I said, point, AJ, all right, awesome all right. point. 
We can right. talk about all night. But all we're right. just talking right. about right. acting. So the basic premise is they go to like put flowers on a on a grave, right? The father's grave, I believe. But they're with Jacob, the older brother, who's kind of a simpleton. Uh, Bill Paxton's character's brother is like the sort of quasi-successful one with the wife and baby on the way and all this. And Jacob's just this lonely kind of dummy. You know, like loser, he's just this, yeah. Yeah, loser, loser guy. Billy Bob you know, is Jacob. Yeah, yes. Billy Bob. Yeah. And um he, he, so the two of them and their and, and Jacob's buddy Lou, who's just the town drunk, you know, mm-hmm. just just a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh and they 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 go to do that together, um, and then they on the way back they, there's a cr- fox crossing the door, whatever. And they find a plane out in the middle of the, the this nature preserve, and they find a bunch of money in it, four point four oh, million nice. dollars. Wow! And they have a simple plan to just and Bill Paxton's character says, "I'm going to hold the money till the spring. Nobody comes for it. We split it up and leave town. A simple plan, yeah. but." With the dummies that are involved in this thing, things mm. just go haywire. Oh, and Billy this. Bob mm-hmm. is number one dummy. He in does the movie. first dumb thing, as a matter yes, of fact. Yes, yes. The moment that they walk up great. to the cop, when the cop drives by, he does the dumbest. Hey, you see the plane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, did you tell him about the plane? What? Can I get? It sounded my like a plane. But anyway, I want to say that Billy Bob Thornton is tremendous in this film. So um, good. He embodies that character, that that um, that kind of lonely loser. Um, in Minnesota. Like, like, like if you're a lonely, wants- miserable person and you're here in Massachusetts, it's pretty bad. But if you're that person in Minnesota, holy fuck. Like, but he finds this way to, like, embody characters, Billy Bob Thornton, which I find... Uh, so uh, impressive. And I'll just say that he was the guy because he's a supporting actor. He was in be- like, there's a there's a thing going between like his brother and his friend, and they don't like each other. All and right, he's good. sort of caught in the middle of that. Right, and so he's good. in between that. And there's some great scenes. There's some I, I, great scenes where, where you kind of get the sense of that. Go ahead, DP. Yeah, I, I want to give my take on that because um, the way I saw it was and why I love Billy Bob's uh, character throughout this is Billy Bob was the um, he was the moral compass of that group. And so as you know, like he always tried to kind of make peace and he was always like, you know, uh, you know, like we're all in this together. Let's make peace and all do it together. And by the end, when he realized like his brother was beyond hope, like he tried to be his moral compass. And when he realized, all right, you're not going to follow my moral compass, just go ahead and fucking kill me because that will be your best bet. And it it, it was so fucking powerful. DP, it, it had like. Yeah, it had like it had like an of mice and men feeling like at the yeah, end. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And it was oh, yeah, it was so God, fucking powerful. And he was so fucking good in this role as like I said, like as the moral compass. And yeah. like I said, and he, like at first he kind of seemed like a, a kind of like a dummy. I mean, in a way, but he as was. you saw as it went on, no, like he was the smart one. He was the one that actually was correct in what they should do the whole time. And 
you know, dumb brother and his dumb friend were at each other's well, throat. All right, dumb is not the right word. He was a simple guy. Yes. But he, was, yes. he, he was simple, but the simple answer really was it was a fucking simple Occam's razor. But actually, the guys, simple actually, way was the best way to go, and he embodied that throughout the movie. The smartest person, awesome. the smartest person in that movie, was Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's wife, who was a was super oh, super shit. underrated performance from Bridget Fonda. Was she though? She, fu- she sends him she back. Was. She sends him back to the plane with the five hundred thousand dollars, and then uh, they end up killing the guy on the fucking snowmobile, and all shit goes to hell. But she saw shit happening so much further she, in advance yeah. than anybody did. She knew she shit. Did, but she, she knew that FBI agent was full was, of shit. Like she, she was also she, greedy too. Oh she, no, 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 no! I know absolutely. But yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, she, no. she was smartest. Oh, she, she was, was super calculated. Too. Super calculated. Yeah. But anyways, again, we can go and all she night. She turns that switch on. Like all of a sudden, you're like, we can go all night on. A who is this plan, woman? We still need Marky to see it. But, so, so but just, uh, ah. Billy Bob's amazing in it. Um, it total awesome. deserved the nomination. Like just. There's some quiet scenes in that film where he's got some monologues where, you know, he talks about uh, that uh, in high school, how that the, the, some girls had paid their girlfriend to date him and in this whole yeah, thing. And like, he's, he's never just, really had a girlfriend. Right. And all, this sweet, stuff. This weird and all he really wanted to him. do was like was was um, live on the, the family farm. And, yeah. And, yeah. and be that live that simple life like that's all he ever wanted. AJ, okay, I'm not going to say this part. We can talk about it afterwards. But ter- wanna, terrific, I, terrific performance. I don't want to ruin it for Marky. Let me just say really quick that he lost to um, James Coburn that year for, for Affliction, a, which is a good flick. And um, I feel like Nick, well, Nick Nolte was nominated for an Oscar for, for Affliction, but James Coburn has a very small role, but. I can't argue with that. No, no, no. It's terrific performance. By He's Coburn. amazing in that. So I'm not. I'm not too butthurt over it. I thought the other nominee. The, the other nominees were nothing special. Uh, Robert Duvall, Civil Action, Ed Harris, The Truman Show, Jeffrey Rush, Shakespeare in Love. I mean, I get Shakespeare. Yeah, but, I mean, but, those, but those Billy Bob's Billy Bob's nomination was was well they were deserved. The front runners, but so well deserved. It was good. But we got we got to move on. DP, let, we're gonna have a fun one right now. DP. DP. Oh hell yeah. So I um so like I I rewatched Goodfellas, I rewatched Being John Malkovich, a simple plan. I did not need <laughs> to rewatch a few good men. I've seen it recently, by the way. So because so I, I can just so good. I can recite the whole movie front to back from memory. I've seen this movie. So and I the script is amazing. And fucking Jack Nicholson. The scene stealer. Oh my God. Every time he's on the fucking screen. Chewing up scenery. It's all about him. He is awesome in this movie. And this is an awesome movie. So. Who did he lose yeah. to? Is what I want to know. Uh, the T dub. Oh, uh, Timmy. Uh, Hackman for yeah. Unforgiven. Oh, yeah, Hackman. Little, that's right. little bit Bill Daggett. Uh, the, I, I can't, I can't, I can't argue really. Yeah, I, it, I guess I can't argue. Hackman was amazing and I'm forgiven. Yeah. So, so it's hard to argue, but Jack Nicholson is fucking amazing as a fucking colonel. It's a, ter- like, it's a terrific film. Jessup. Yeah. His back and forth with Tom Cruise and like. Oh, it's iconic. Way, it's iconic. Yeah. Like 
the way he portrays this like smug I am so much fucking better than everybody attitude. Right, fits it, he fits like, it to the T. <laughs> it, it almost makes you feel like that is actually what Jack Nicholson is like. Right, he fits like, it to a T. I feel he like if perfect. I met Jack Nicholson, he would be fucking Colonel Jessup. He would tell you to fucking in your faggoty white uniform. To, <laughs> yeah, extend him some fucking courtesy. courtesy yeah. Just stand there. With your Harvard mouth and your faggoty white uniform and extend me some fucking courtesy. <laughs> what a fucking badass line that is. Because, yeah. you, you know, in that one moment, he is kind of fucking right. You know, like, you're on my base. If you want something from me, show me some goddamn You gotta, ask me, nicely. You gotta ask me nicely. Yeah. So he's kind of right there. I mean, I'm, the rest I'm, of the movie, I'm sorry, tough, Colonel. But- <laughs> but my goodness, what a fucking dude! And I'll get you all the transfer orders you want. <laughs> Check the logbook. There was never a flight. Uh, Marky, Marky, are you familiar with a few good men, or is this yeah. before your time? I I have yet to see it. You know. It's, oh! it's, Hey, it's, uh, that's why you call me here to talk about. I honestly, it's it's on my list now, but it wouldn't be if it wasn't for you guys constantly harping about it. Phone calls and footlockers. <laughs> Please tell me this lawyer hasn't been to their hopes on a phone, phone bill. bill, dude. And that fucking line. He has that one line that, like I said, his smug attitude. What that one the way he delivers that and who's gonna do it? You you Lieutenant Weinberg. Yeah. Fucking the way great. he fucking delivers He's an asshole. you Lieutenant Weinberg is just so goddamn perfect. Dude, he is like I mean he is that role. It, it doesn't even felt like he acted in that role it just felt like he was dp he was like he was awesome for me he had this ability like like i was when i remember the first time i saw that movie i was fucking terrified of that guy right like he was such an asshole and he was so like like when when you looked at his like credentials like you were like this guy's no one to fuck with Mm -hmm. but then he had this brilliant turn once he realized he when tom cruise trapped him on the fucking stand where he realized he was fucked and he just turned into such uh like a a desperate pussy at that point i was Mm -hmm. like my god what a transformation what an unbelievable yeah remember he tries to just leave he just thinks he can just leave he's got (laughs) i'm going back to my base (laughs) and please guard the colonel (laughs) like that's how gone he was like you just thought he could walk out of the court no one could touch him. Like I loved right. that part about him. I uh, mean, what a turn! It was so good. So love it. So crouch <laughs> out your eyes. It pissed in your dead skull. You <laughs> fucked with the wrong marine. <laughs> oh, the Booker Man's gonna be so happy we did this. Yes, I'm doing it specifically for the Booker Man. But, All right, but 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 before what an amazing performance! Yeah, it's what really an amazing. amazing. An amazing role. Yeah, I, we could not do it a best supporting actor week 
without talking about Jack Nicholson as Colonel Jessup. It was All right. yeah. So so awesome. to uh so to to close the show, I'm gonna turn this over to Marky and I gotta say this pick that he had is gotta be one of the more powerful performances I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. Fuck in a yeah. movie. And Marky, it's a Boy. great choice. You go ahead and take it. It's yours. Well, thank you for giving my pick such a high acclaim. So powerful. Oh. Uh, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like chills, you guys... chills when I think about it. Yes, like, good. Because after you guys <laughs> were just talking about uh, Jack Nicholson, I was like, damn, I'm following that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's but good. I'm, I'm glad you agree. So the movie I picked is uh, Blood Diamond from 2006 with a lead of Leonardo DiCaprio, and it has Jennifer Connelly. But the supporting actor that blew me away, and I still think about this performance from time and time again, and I had to look up his name for tonight to try and pronounce it correctly. It is... Good luck. uh, Yeah, it is uh, Jimon Hansu. Now, that's the tall, extremely good-looking, very dark gentleman, D-J-I-M-O-N. Jimon Hansu. Jimon Hansu. Um, you know, Lord. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, had, he's he's got a great career. You know, I think he uh, really hit the papers with uh, his role in Amistad, but uh, yeah. his uh, uh, supporting role and Blood Diamond, he has so much range. That's what I remember is just the the range of emotion and the depth and how well this guy and i'm getting the chills now mm-hmm. how well he portrayed this person you know the the, the movie is what the title's called it's blood diamond uh, it's in africa and it follows this stone that uh, it's originally jimon hansu his character um i didn't pull up you guys remember what his character's name is um, Solomon Van- yeah that's right solomon so, yep solomon mandy um he finds this massive pink diamond and that's what the movie centers around. Leonardo DiCaprio plays, uh, an, an ex, uh, uh, South African soldier. And he's kind of like, a uh, a, a uh, mercenary at that point working at, to, uh, get diamonds out on the black market, blood diamonds. So they cross paths, but Solomon Vandy is an honest man. Well, first he's, uh, when you first see him in the movie, he's trying to make an honest living, but he's living in extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. He's working like an honest job in the city, but living in the slums. And then he gets like kidnapped, I believe. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but he gets wrapped up into like uh, like a almost like a mining operation uh, as a slave. Yeah, he was enslaved when he found that diamond. Yes, yes. And then um, he stowed it away. And then like the, the site gets hit by some soldiers. And then so everyone goes to the, this prison. But the f- first time, if I recall, you see him explode with his acting ability is when he's in that holding cell with everyone else. And that guy that was his like slave boss is accusing him of having this diamond. And he strips, yeah, Solomon yeah. strips so down awesome. naked yeah. and he's like, where is it? Where is it? Like you tell me. And then, but this character Solomon Vandy, on top of all this, he's got this family 
and his son gets kidnapped and is uh, brought in as a, a child soldier. And so, yeah, which I understand is like really the reality. Common. Oh no, <laughs> Very this common. is all. Yeah. yeah, this is all. Yeah, pulled from reality. Um, and the Leonardo DiCaprio and Solomon Bandy, uh, well, these characters they they get intertwined because Leo wants the diamond. Solomon Bandy agrees to help him because he wants to save his son. Yeah. Leo is like super selfish. He just, you know, obviously wants the diamond. And then you see the the point where Solomon Vandy comes across his child soldier son and he's trying to convince him to come home. Oh, that's and, that is a harrowing oh, scene. Yeah. That's a harrowing scene. He looks at him like he like he doesn't even know him. Like he just yes. because they're so brainwashed. Yes. Oh God. So the amount and I mean the range of emotion that this character goes through and what he does. And I'm just repeating what I said five minutes ago, but it's, <laughs> I can't say it like well enough or any other way. It's just mind boggling the depths of the extremes that this guy feels. And as an actor that Jimon Hansu is able to convey and it's it's only a supporting actor, but it's so fucking good, and it's so well deep. deserved. The nomination was definitely well deserved. Yeah, yes. Marky, Marky, when the when the kid had had him and Leo at gunpoint mm-hmm. at the end, and the and kid Leo's was just so, so yeah, ready to and, drop him. Yeah, right, and, and, and then Solomon's trying to talk him like, "I am your father." You that are my son. scene, like, I mean, I. I remember watching that movie for the first time. I saw that movie late because that movie came out in 2006. I didn't watch it until maybe a year or two ago. And I remember watching that scene being like so drawn to him. Like, holy shit. I've never, that's one of the more captivating moments in a movie I've ever seen from, from an actor. I, it was just so unreal. And And then um, go ahead. No, 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 I'm just saying uh, that was this, unbelievable performance for him and then like his future and then like i don't know he hasn't done that much since well he, <laughs> I mean, like, he, he's gotten yeah some things he here a, and there yeah, but he did it the, never back down and then like he's in shazam and then like uh you know now he's oh, in right. like, the marvel universe yeah but like i That's wish he was in more because he, he's he's so talented and he looks great too i know and, that's and, well, he's a model right, but, but and to, to such a handsome point, guy i mean he, the guy's got range uh you know in acting range so yeah it'd be nice to see him in some other stuff speaking of all those emotions that he conveys in that movie you know this this uh this love and then sadness and uh depression and then just uh at one point he's just flat out like gives up and he's just like kill me i'm done like just leave me here and then near the end like he comes back around and like has hope and love again and then he ends up going full rage papa bear and ends up smashing that dude's head in with a shovel yeah and, and he's screaming when he and marky it's great because he looks the part too he's a yeah. big intimidating looking motherfucker but he also yeah. is like throughout Timid the movie times, he's yeah. a gentle giant in the movie, down. Yeah. but he is he is when you look at him as an imposing guy he's yeah. in unbelievable shape and he's big but like throughout the movie like he's like oh like yeah right he's always like oh like he, he 
he's terrified because he lives in a terrifying place yeah. and in a terrifying environment. But yeah, you're right. At the end, once he, yeah, they, that guy, that captain guy that he beats the fucking, you're, you're right. At the end when he, yeah, we were like fighting in a mud puddle. Yeah, and he gets his hand on a he was in a, One of the was, most satisfying moments in any movie yeah. I've ever seen. That guy mm-hmm. deserved it. It was great. He was in Gladiator too, right? That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a, a great little, job in that. A little bit of a smaller yeah. role in Gladiator. He's outstanding. He's yeah, mm-hmm. he's one of the slaves, right? That, mm-hmm. that yeah. with yeah, he's buddies yeah, up with uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Him and Russell Crowe are buddies. Yeah, and they fight together and kind of yeah, work yeah. their way up. Yeah. I like his role in that film too. So, yeah. I just wish it, I just good. wish he's such a talented guy. I wish it kind of propelled him a little more. And I, I don't really well, think I mean, it did. Maybe, maybe he decided to take a break. I mean, he did some maybe. bangers there, right? Yeah, I mean, good for him. Good for him yeah. if that's the case. But uh, I, maybe he I earned know. enough for himself and he was like, I, 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 I don't know that. I don't know vacation. that fool. I don't know that fool personally. Yes. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Now he's just trying. Now he's just. Uh, He's just uh, taking some little small Marvel gig money, which probably pays as much as all the yeah. other movies he's ever done. Fucking Marvel, yeah, of yeah. course. But, but uh, well, I'll tell you what, I I actually had spoken to him somewhat recently. And you personally? You, you personally? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I was with him and I oh. looked at him. Oh, you know, through friends of friends. and You know so, people that know him? Yeah. And so I got in touch with him and That's... I looked at him and I said, <laughs> Man... You are one pathetic, one pathetic loser. loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought you were going to do the George Takai. Uh, oh, my. Oh, we could do the Tim. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. hey, I will say, uh, as much as Marky, I was saying, um, such a powerful performance. It really was. It, it really touched well, your heartstrings. And but- we're talking about sorry to uh just one more time though but like you know we're we're talking about uh best supporting actor and actresses as i can't think of any other supporting role that had i mean it's almost it's like its own story arc and steals the show right because i mean he's does it and and for him, he's to that, matched, degree, he's, to that he's, degree. He's matched up with Leo. I mean, that's yeah. not easy. And Leo was nominated. Leo was amazing. He was, he yeah. Was so, yeah. Uh, he actually lost. It's a terrific uh, film. Yeah. Uh, he actually lost that year. And I don't think anybody on this panel is going to argue with us. Alan Arkin. He lost Little Alan Arkin for Little Miss Sunshine. I don't think anyone's mm. going to fuck with us on that one. I mean, they're both amazing performances in oh, in different yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Totally different. But, like, I'm not yeah, pissed Alan, about that. Alan Arkin was great, but I know there are some people that still think that um, oh, Charlie Chaplin was the best. <laughs> it's all right, all right. So we 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 have hit. See that that right there is we have hit. We've hit the point where it's, we it's know we've hit bottom when DP only communicates with sound bites. Exactly. When DP's predominantly <laughs> sound biting, it's go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, right. We have we have we have hit the uh, at the at the end. We've hit we've hit soundbite central. He's we've had enough to drink here. and he's reliving uh, his uh, dreams of being a morning show DJ. Yeah, yeah, and, and PW is living his dream of. Uh, I love little children. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I own that one. I do own that one. But yep. uh, 
Uh, so we, we have officially gotten there tonight. So this has been a yep. long one, but uh, guys, really good. That's what she said. But uh, that it's been really good tonight. Um, hey, oh, we gotta call it. We gotta call it uh, next week, right? Next week's gonna be a really interesting one because, oh, uh, as far as I know, uh, we're back to the bracket. But Andrew Harvey is supposed to be joining us. Mark, right. you can let us know if that's not going to happen. But, I will. Uh, I, I will talk to my. I'm oh, sorry, DP. Right. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll check in with him. I, he he seems down. He really wants to join because he just got back from uh, uh, Canada. Canadian. He was in yeah. Canada yeah. Yeah. making a movie. God damn it. Yeah. And so, with John, John Ham. Yeah. That's right. And our so, boy Danny Pudi. Yeah. Yeah, so he he wants to join us and talk about the movie he's making, and uh, maybe have some votes on uh, the yeah. first round of Laughing Stock. He had so. agreed we will do uh, a small bracket uh, with him. Well, he'll he'll vote as well. And that way, it'll be five of us. So if all five of us have seen both movies, we don't have to worry about it sending it to uh, social media. Should be a great episode. We'll get back into it. Our boy Dwayne Brock loves this. He loves the tournament. The brackets mm-hmm. are the best. Although yeah, did, I believe so we'll Dwayne Brock at one point did mention that we should. Um... Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> okay, so we're we're gonna we're gonna need to finish up for the night because this will go on. For the next hour, if we do keep not. doing the same, I bit. don't know what you're talking about. In the jug right now, so we will we keep and, uh, doing the same yeah. bit. Well, hello, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, boys. Listen, great yeah, job tonight. I appreciate you guys it. working on and doing some research for me this week for the, my choice. I always, I always really appreciate that from you guys, Mark. Yeah, I know you're a very busy man, so for you to do that, I appreciate it. Um, DP, can you get a soundbite of Dysink? Yeah, keep talking, dunce. <laughs> I probably can. But, I mean, would it be better than... What incarnations are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It might be. All right, we're there. We're there. We're there tonight, boys. And we're going to call it an evening. We will get back to you next week when we get back into Laughing Stock Round 2. Or yes. Round 1, but Part 2, whatever the fuck we're calling it. Uh, yeah, so let, which... yeah, let's get the fuck out of Dodge before this goes even more off the rails. For <laughs> myself. One of us does something that gets us in trouble. <laughs> so for myself, for DP, for AJ, for hey, Marky. Uh... Guys, great job tonight. We'll talk to you next week good night aj fuck yourself the movie council is adjourned